Hello, UC Berkeley. After a long hiatus, the Daily Cal News Podcast is back. For those of you joining us for the first time, this podcast covers the three biggest news stories of the week. And before we get into the news, we have to rename our podcast. Let's be real here, the Daily Cal News Podcast is kind of a boring name. We've decided to go with Bear Witness. We hope you all like that change. We thought it was a lot catchier than what it was before. We named it Bear Witness because as students, the events that we cover are some that many of us bear witness to. And now, for the news. This week's podcast will be about our Black History Month issue. While we should uplift Black voices and communities on a daily basis, this episode is especially aimed at honoring Black History and Black History Month. We hope you enjoy. Public schools serve students in their district. That much is pretty straightforward. But historically, redlining, or housing discrimination where investments and loans are denied for residents of color, well, redlining has kept schools segregated even after Brown v. Board of Education. I'm joined by Emwadesh Eshete, the reporter who worked on a story exploring how redlining currently affects schools in the Berkeley Unified School District. Emwadesh, thanks for joining me. Thanks for having me. So I guess up front, you know, has redlining affected BUSD's student population? Has it created a segregated learning environment? Yes, it definitely has. While gathering data for this article, I noticed how schools that had a high Hispanic slash Black population, they were underfunded and had below average test scores compared to most schools in the state. These schools were in areas that had high housing burdens where red lining had happened. It just shows how redlining has massively affected the education of students of color to this day, specifically Black and Latine slash Hispanic students. Well, has this had an effect on marginalized students' learning? Are there any data to you know, support an effect on learning? Um, according to some standardized test scores, yes. While test scores are, of course, not the only indication of education, there seems to be a significant academic performance gap. We can see this in the difference between Willard and Longfellow Middle Schools. Despite them being in the same district, the two schools had an average of 34% difference in standardized math scores and a 39% difference in reading scores. Have city council members said anything about this? Has the mayor, is the city doing anything to combat the effects of redlining? Um, they actually didn't respond to me. I was given a lot of time to work on this article and I spent most of it trying to reach out to council members and the mayor. I think I had one person who said they would try to connect me to a council member. And when I emailed them the next day following up, um, I didn't get a response. Look, at the end of the day, whether the city wants to respond or not, these schools are still segregated. The data is very recent, but I hope the story will push them to do something about this issue. Well, I hope so too. Um, thanks for hopping on the podcast and talking about this. And thank you again for you know reporting on this in the first place. Thanks for having me. Black Lives at Cal, or BLAC, also called Black, is an initiative researching, publicizing, and celebrating the unique Black history of UC Berkeley's campus. 
I'm here joined by Maya Benuelos. She's the reporter who covered the organization, and she was able to speak with some of Black's members. Maya, thanks for coming. Thanks for having me. So what is Black Lives at Cal's story? When was Black started? And what is the organization's mission? Yeah, so Black Lives at Cal is a multi-year initiative uh, dedicated to researching and archiving the histories and the legacies of Black life here at UC Berkeley. So the initiative began as a collaboration between the African-American Student Development and Institute for the Study of Societal Issues in fall of 2021. Black is dedicated to ensuring the Black history on campus is recognized and memorialized for the significant contributions and meaningful lives. So what did members of Black say about the importance of having an organization like Black Lives at Cal? So the lead investigator of Black, Caleb Dawson, spoke about how Black offers a meaningful and healthy learning environment for students, especially Black students. A Black-led initiative like Black is important for the retention and advancement of Black people at UC Berkeley. For campus junior Daniela Lake, Black has allowed her to continue her involvement in the Black community at UC Berkeley and noted that it was a perfect project for her. Okay, so let's say, you know, I'm a student and I want to get involved with Black. How might I go about doing that? Yes, so undergraduate students can apply through the Undergraduate Research Apprentice Program at the start of every semester. Grad students can work as grad student researchers and can be recruited and hired based on their research and specializations. For undergraduate students interested in applying, your app opens at the start of every semester and the application process would be through them. Okay, well thank you Maya. Thanks for covering Black. It's a really important organization. I'm glad to have featured it on this podcast. And thank you for coming and being on the podcast with me. Uh, Thank you for having me, Chris. I love speaking about this with you. Professor Frederick Ricky Vincent in the campus African-American Studies Department hosts a radio show exploring the history of Black musicians with a focus on the hip-hop and funk genres. I'm joined by Sandhya Ganesan, the writer on this story. Sandhya, thanks for joining me. Thank you so much for having me. So I guess give us a quick rundown of the radio show. When is it? What's it called? When does it air? And how was it created? So the radio show is called The History of Funk, and it airs on KPFA 94.1 every Friday night at 10 p.m. Vincent, who teaches a class on globalization and hip-hop on campus, and also has studied and written a book on funk, hosts the show. The radio show digs into funk artists and songs and also celebrates prominent funk artists. According to Vincent, I guess for, for those of us who haven't taken classes taught by Vincent, how has music, you know, influenced and been influenced by Black history across various genres? And for Vincent, what is the importance of such music to the Black community and the Black culture? Yeah, so music and Black history definitely have an intertwined history. And something that Vincent really emphasized was the themes of soul and rhythm that developed from Afro-dysphoric sounds and influenced funk and hip-hop music. You see the continuation of these influences and in sounds in contemporary music, too. Within these are also aspects of resistance and strength in Black communities, which is reflected in these styles of music. Well, Sandhya, thanks for covering this story, and thanks for joining me on the podcast. Of course.
And that's it for our first episode back. We hope you enjoyed this special episode about Black History Month. Again, it's important to uplift Black voices every day. This episode only seeks to give special attention to a very few examples of Black excellence and Black issues in our community. In fighting systemic racism, we cannot be anti-racist for one month in a year. We need to incorporate anti-racism into every facet of our lives, every day. Thank you for listening to this special episode. Bear Witness is a weekly podcast that comes out on Spotify, SoundCloud, and Apple Music. Please follow The Daily Californian on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok at Daily Cal for more uplifting stories about Black excellence and coverage about Black issues at the city and campus of Berkeley. See you all next week, and go Bears!